You know, Jerry, on the phone, John Tortorella of the Blue Jackets, and I have to start the interview with telling him the story we read last week. So, Coach, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. My pleasure, guys. Did you? We had this story last week. I think you'll love it. There's a uh, animal shelter, dog and cat shelter in Florida. They needed a new facility, and they teamed up with the local brewery, and what they did is they made customized beer cans and they put adoptable dogs on the beer can to raise Saw money it. for the new shelter. Saw it. It's fantastic. Yeah, isn't that a great idea? Yes, yes. I saw. I read the story. I saw some pictures. It's just fantastic. Yeah, that would be. So, and plus, if someone calls and the dog's already adopted out, they could say, "Hey, we got this other dog." And I want to think. I I rescued shortly after we, last time we talked to you. We've got a puppy in the house now. Oh, that's great! What kind? Yeah, he's uh, she's a lab uh, hound mix. She's oh, got, really? That's she's, fantastic. She's a jumper. This one. <laughs> well, how many do you have? Is that your? Is that you? Just have one? Yeah, we replaced our uh, our gold our CCI release dog. Finally okay. passed, and we waited a good year and a half before we yeah. were ready again. It takes a while. Yeah, it, it takes time. Sometimes people rush back into it, and next thing you know, they're bringing it back to a shelter. And uh, not you good. Gotta be ready. When you lose one, you got to be ready for the next one. It takes some time. Yeah, well, and my it. wife found out that they got a dog, so then, then we ended up, got a so, third one. Yeah, so I have three now. <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to jinx anything, but congrats! Well, you got to be pleased with the first half, huh? Yeah, you know what, guys? I, I, I think the biggest thing, and it's been a really great learning experience for us, me, the whole team, the organization, and what you can do when you play as a team. Uh, you know, we had so many injuries, so many different things going on, young goalies, all things going on with us. And we've kind of come together after some struggles and some adversity uh, and really uh, just kind of grouped in together as a team as we had major injuries and found ways. And now I, I think it's a belief. I, I think they believe they can win. Uh, and I think they believe they can do it by doing it together, not as entitlement and individual play as a team. You know, coach, I was I grew up in St. Paul watching those old Dino Cicerelli and uh Willie Plett North Star teams and I've watched hockey my whole life and I'm watching you guys play Winnipeg and I'm watching that second period and it's back and forth high I saw pace. That as well. And I thought to myself there's not huge names but great players on this team. This might be this Blue Jacket team and I've lived here 13 years one of my favorite hockey teams of all time. You could just really rally behind these guys. Yeah, and I do think it's a group like that because it's, you know, uh, you know, people predicting even when we had a full lineup and we were fully healthy that it was going to be a tough year for us. Uh, ended up getting banged up even more through the year. And this group here has just – it's hard not to get behind them because they're triers. They, they, they just try and they do it together. And, again, I go back to it. I think when players are established in the league and there's a little bit of stature, you get a little bit of entitlement that comes with it. Sure. You what the most important thing is, and that's playing for your teammate. We have that right now. And uh, hopefully coming off the break, we can get back to our momentum and keep on playing. Yeah, to the casual fan, it looks as if one of the reasons they're playing together as a team like that is usually the team's established and then a, a rookie comes up or somebody gets called up and they're just one on the existing team. The fact that you had so many come up at the same time, I think they're all just so excited to, and they're all doing it together and it yeah. just is gelled. It's wonderful to watch. 
Yeah, they don't want to go back down. Yeah, they're, they're they're trying to stay here as they're playing as a team. Individually, they're trying to stay here also. And sometimes you lose just a little bit of that bite in your game, a little bit of that edge in your game when you know that you're an established player. And uh, I mean, we the guys that are hurt, they're good people, they're good players. But it's re- it's a really good lesson for us all as far as what you can do in a belief and playing as a group. Yeah, John Tortorella's with us. Blue Jackets actually take on Florida at Nationwide, the first game back since the break tonight. And they've been, you better get tickets now because the games have been selling out like crazy. In the offseason, with the guys you lost, knowing that it would be a different team, not knowing what to expect, did you kind of have to look in the mirror and say, okay, maybe I have to change the way I do things because this is a new team? Yeah, there's no question we had to. I guess the best way of putting it, guys, we kind of changed a little bit of a, a concentration on, uh, you know, we have two, two, you know, unestablished goalies. Corpy, you know, has played in the National Hockey, but didn't play a bunch when Bob was here. We have Elvis coming in that, that's new to the league and new to the rinks, the size of the rinks and all that. So we, we, we had to have a concentration of trying to protect them a little bit more and playing better away from the puck, being a little bit more... I don't want to use the word defensive, but just concentrating on trying to limit those those odd man rushes and slot shots and, and try to let these guys get their feet wet. And I think it's coming to a style, and, and then you start winning a few games doing it. Our goaltending has been outstanding. And, and, and I think it just kind of turned over into this is how we play, and, and then the belief is there. It's fascinating to me that somebody with your experience and your time in the league, that at this point you're still learning and that you're open to try things a, a different way perhaps. Yeah, this, this is – I mean, I, I've been in it for so long, but I have – you forget sometimes because you're always looking for that best player. You're looking for some star power. Uh, I do think eventually, as you keep on growing as an organization, you do need a game breaker uh, along the way if you want to get to that final level of winning a Stanley Cup. But it, it, it's, ju- it's just a great lesson for me in how many things you can get accomplished and try to be consistent and being competitive every night if you do it as a group. And, uh, and listen, when we had the injuries and we had the young goalies and all this, not, not me, not anybody in this organization can just say, yeah, we're going to go on a run like this. We, we're holding our breath to see exactly what we're going to be when we had all those injuries. So great learning experience for old coach like me and some of our older players, too, our veteran players. They need to join in when they get back in there healthy. And yeah. nobody more surprised than your opponents. A lot of these teams, I think, thought, well, here we go, and boom, not, not so fast. You know what? I, I do think that creeps into the game that they – they don't see a lot of names that they know, and they may take you a little bit lightly. I think going into our, into the final quarter or third of the season here. That won't be uh, the case. It yeah. will not be the case. Right. And, and I really feel this is the start of a new year for us because I don't. Th- I think teams are going to be waiting for us. Uh, I think they're going to have a, probably maybe a little bit more respect for us. Uh, this is when the grind starts. This is, this is hard hockey uh, that we're going to be playing uh, here until April. So I'm anxious to see how we find our way. You know, Coach, it's weird. You know, we had this booked with you a while ago and looking forward to this, and I'm watching the Grammys with my daughter, and she's in sixth grade. She's filling me in on Billie Eilish and all these groups. Do you as a coach have to learn pop culture of who the hot person is or the group to relate with your team? No. <laughs> no, I, I, if I had to do that, I'm out of the game because I don't know what the groups are, what they play. 
Uh, no, I, I, I'm not involved in any of that. I, I have other avenues that I can get to my team with. Yeah, okay. <laughs> well, you know what's a cool story? Tell our listeners that might not be hip to the uh, the player of the game, and how did the whole thing with wearing the cap begin? Yeah, that, that's that's from within the room. That's That was from our leadership group. That's and, cool. Yeah, it, it, and that, that's what's, you know, one of the, one of the, the good things about when you prepare, you play a game, you fight a way to win, you come in the dressing room, and that's where I think you can really things that they're doing like that with the hat. It just brings in a really nice camaraderie as far as doing it together. And uh, yeah, it's it, it's I don't go in the room win or lose uh, after a game. I do kind of just poke my ear in there and listen to what they're doing after they win. Uh, and, and they're such a young team. I, I can't believe some of the things that are going on. It's, 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 I mean, it's teenagers. Yeah. Hey, do, you ever, do you ever? Now, be honest. Have you ever caught any of them do the Fortnite dances? Uh, I don't. I don't even. I don't even watch anything that goes on. I, I, I can hear some things. I don't even want to see what's going on. Yeah, it's like having a teenager <laughs> yeah. in the house. Yeah, right. oh, yeah. That's great. Hey, uh, you, were you? You've been an Olympic coach or an assistant, correct? Yes. Are you in favor for the NHL getting involved and having the pros play in the Olympics again? You know, I, I look at, I've always looked at it differently. I've coached in them, uh, uh, was an assistant coach in a gold medal game against Canada. Uh, I, I love the experience, but my, my deep in my heart, I watched the summer Olympics. And the thing I love about the Olympics is the amateur athlete, what he has to do to get some sort of sponsor to help him with his training and, and do certain things to get himself ready for the Olympics. I truly believe that, that the Olympics should be for amateurs. I, I think professional athletes go in there, they have their pockets stuffed with money, and they may play, they may not play. It may be a little vacation farm. It may be, I just don't think it's the true view of what Olympics is. And I know I'm of a minority. I, I know that, but I've always felt this is that I, I love hearing the stories of the grind that these amateur athletes go through to get where they want to be to get an opportunity to play in the Olympics. No, and I agree, I actually agree with you. Have you ever seen the documentary, Do You Believe in Miracles, by HBO? I have. Oh, is it, have. it's the most amazing thing you'll ever see, isn't it? Yeah, it's, it, it's just cool. It, it, each individual story and, uh, yeah, I, I just, uh, I, I, listen, I, I live in that bubble of pro sports. Uh, I, I just think we we got players that come in there and you know yeah I'm gonna try maybe I'll try a little harder but I don't think it's the most important thing uh, I think amateur athletes that's their thing that they're they are trying to be an Olympic champion and, and they go through the grind as an amateur not coming off a, uh, in the middle of a pro season and going in there and playing. Yeah, well, coach, we're excited. And before we let you go, I just got to ask your father to father. How's your boy? Is your did your boy get out of the military, or is he still serving? No, my son's still there. He yeah, is. He's, yeah, he's a special operations ranger, and uh, yep. he's seven years in, and uh, yeah, he he is he is into it. Yeah, yeah. he's. He's really into it. Yeah, because my boy got out at, at 10 years and struggled a little bit at trying to readjust to, uh, you know, civilian life. Yeah. And I know. How many years was he in it? He did uh, just almost 10 years. He did over yeah. nine, three three yeah. deployments, and he was a special op kid as well. Yeah, you know, you, you speak of your son and my son, I think, for the whole, in our world today, the whole group, the men and women that give us the opportunities, it, it is uh, it, it's a it's a different mindset, huh? And it, it certainly I'm is. Sure it does take them uh, a little bit of time to readjust because they're doing the real stuff there. Yeah, you're and, kind of in awe of the whole thing. 
Yes. Yeah, it makes you proud. I'm I'm in awe of my son. I'm sure I'd be in awe of your son. I'm in awe of all the men and women that that do what they're doing, especially in today's world, as far as just how quickly things go sideways. Yeah. Well, Coach, we appreciate you coming on. Yeah, man. We, we love having you on. Love having you on, John. All right, guys. Great being with you, and uh, have a great day. All right, See you too. Bye. Take care.